0: Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com otherpeople other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with a 32-year-old woman who called off her marriage just two months before the wedding. We hear what led to this decision, how she went about ending the engagement, what she's learned from this experience, and what advice she has to anyone who's in a similar situation and questioning whether or not their current relationship they're in is built to last. As always, Seeing Other People and Seeing Other People Unfiltered are sponsored by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD's products, you are missing out. On a happy day, a calm day, feeling happy, feeling focused, feeling restful, and more mindsets that you can actually choose with Mindset Wellness CBD. So head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com. And if you want, which you should want, 10% off, use code Seeing Other People at checkout for free shipping and 10% off. All right, so let's get into it. Okay, so thank you so much for being here on this episode of Unfiltered. I am honored to have you here and really appreciate you coming on to tell your story.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this is such a great way to be able to tell my story and just talk about what I've been through and hopefully help others.
0: Absolutely. Do you want to give a brief explanation in your own words of what you're here to talk about today?
1: Absolutely. So I am here to talk about... um, the time that I called off my wedding. I decided to call off my wedding, my marriage, my engagement. I call it all different things. But um, when I decided that I did not want to marry the person that I was engaged to, what life was like come, leading up to that and following it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm very, very excited to hear this story. I'm very excited for you to share it because I think this is something that it does happen, but we really don't hear about it often. And when we do hear about it, we don't really get the like full details. And I think deciding if you want to spend your life with someone is obviously one of the biggest decisions that we all have to make in our lifetime and deciding that you do and committing to that. And then deciding right, right before the wedding, like, no, this isn't right. I can't do this is really scary. And I'm, sh- I'm sure that was the absolutely like, hardest decision you've ever had to make. and And even beyond just deciding, like actually doing it is something that I think most people wouldn't do. I think if anything, people will decide, like, I don't think this is right, but you know what, I've already come this far. I should just do it anyway. And yeah. so I really respect you following your gut and knowing what you had to do for yourself. And so I'm excited to hear Thank about you. it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So why don't we start at the beginning? Can you walk us through your relationship, how you met, uh, when things were going well, what it was like?
1: For sure. So I met my ex-fiance on a dating app. Um, I believe it was Hinge, actually. Uh, we met on there and we went on a couple first dates. I, I was It wasn't like love at first sight by any means. I was not immediately drawn to him. I was, eh, this is fine. Um, but he grew on me. He was a really, he was a good guy. He was a really nice guy. Um, And we just sort of started dating. It just, it just happened. And um, things were good. We would just, it was like a normal, good relationship. We just, we enjoyed spending time together. We started to meet each other's families or friends or, you know, whoever we wanted to. I would, he lived with his brothers at the time. So I would See him. I would hang out with his brothers all the time. Um and yeah, we just were we were just kind of dating together, official finally made it boyfriend girlfriend whatever it was. Um and yeah.
0: So as the relationship progressed, cuz obviously it sounds just like a very normal basic classic start. Um as things progressed, Um, at what point did you decide like, oh, this is somebody I do see my life with. Like, this is going to, this is it. This is my person. And, and how did that happen? Like, how did you get into getting engaged and deciding like, let's plan a wedding together. Let's do this thing.
1: Right. For sure. So I think that, um, I was at the point in my life for sure, where all of my friends from college, my good group of girlfriends were either married, getting married, or had just recently got engaged. I think one of them had already was, had already had a baby at this point. Um, so it was just me. I was only like single one. I'd gone to many of their weddings by myself and that was all fine and dandy. But when I met my ex, I was like, okay, this is good. We have fun together. I can bring him to a friend's weddings. I can bring him out. Like I finally have someone to go with and enjoy things with. Um, so... I think that, you know, I knew he was my boyfriend and I knew I liked him, but I don't think I thought about forever really with him until, um, I got an invitation to one of my friend's weddings and it was just to me. And it was him and I had been dating for about six months at that point. And I was really taken back. I was like, wow, she didn't, you know, invite him. So I reached out to her and I said, look, I'm really hurt. Like, can I bring him? I don't know why he wasn't invited," and. You know, she probably doesn't even remember this. Doesn't think anything of it, and it, I by no means is her fault or anything. But I think that she, you know, she said to me, she said, "Well, if he's going to be in the picture and if he's going to stick around, then yeah, you can." So I was like, "Okay, good, I get to bring him." But then something in my mind kind of switched. Like, all right, I'm bringing him to this event, and she's her, you know, her parents and her fiance's parents are paying for this for him, and so now it's like, okay, he's got to be, he's got to be around, and. Um, whether I liked like whether I admitted that then or not, I think that really just completely switched in my head and made a huge switch in like how I saw the relationship and where I saw it going um so that yeah. was definitely a a big switch.
0: (laughs) It is interesting how that happens because I know recently something similar happened to me where I have one of my like lifelong best friends engagement parties coming up. And she mentioned like very early on, I think like Jake and I were dating for two months at this point. She was like, Alana, like you're welcome to bring Jake. Like it's really like my bridesmaids and his groomsmen and everyone's plus ones. And I'm like, no, no, like you don't have to offer that. Like it's so early. And she's like, well, like, no, it, it's literally going to be every single person and their significant other. So like, please, like if you, if you think he's going to be around, like if you think this is a real deal, then of course I want him there. Like, and I was like, whoa. And I was like, shit. I don't even know how to ask him if he wants to come to this thing in like three and a half months, because that's longer than we've even been dating. Like, I don't know. And it it really did make me think like, okay, I have to kind of figure out is this like is this serious? Is this guy going to be around? And I, I did end up asking him to come and we're going it's on Friday, actually, nice! it (laughs) all have happened once this episode comes out. But um, I waited a little while. And because I was still like, it's aggressive to ask him about it this early on. But but it really was like a thing for me where I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to like, think about this. But it
1: makes you change like the way it's not just like about inviting them to one thing, because when they when they approach it like that, it makes you change how you think about that entire relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. Because you're no longer a you you're a we or a me right. yeah yeah, or a yeah for
1: sure and it's like oh he's you know right now i'm just enjoying my time with him we're doing great but now it's like okay she's thinking like he it needs to be more so i'm thinking it needs to be more and right. it's funny too cuz i used to be the type of person i was like no if they're not dating or if they're not married they don't get a plus one like mm-hmm. no way and after all this it's like you know i've found i've come to find that like you want your guests to be happy at a big event like this right. so It shouldn't matter if they're, if they just decide to bring someone that they're randomly dating, like, or they're hooking up with, like, they should be able to bring someone that's going to make them happy.
0: Happy. But I was like, so
1: against this prior to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is fun to see how our experiences can change our, um, decisions and outlooks. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Okay. So you had this change of heart, you decided like, okay, this is real. I'm going to, this is, this is it. What happened next in your relationship?
1: um you know we just continued to progress like we would I brought him to more family weddings to friends um events he did this uh, he sort of did the same his family was a little less um like if I had a cousin's wedding I called that cousin up and said hey can I bring my boyfriend and they were like of course no problem Mm -hmm. um whereas like with his he's like I can't call them I'm not close enough with them and he was just a little different our families were different um And I was starting to see that, I guess, as we started to date more, but we just, we started talking about getting engaged and about doing life together. Um, At the time I was really like, I was very against living with somebody before I was engaged. I was, I had grown up with my mom always saying, why buy the milk or when you get the cow for free or why buy the cow when you get the milk for free, whatever it is. So I was like, nope, we will not live together until um, we're engaged. And I think I think that put pressure too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was from you know about a year into the relationship, it was very like, okay, when are we getting engaged? What's that's our next move? Like we need to get to that.
0: Got it. And so so you got engaged. You moved in together. We got engaged. He
1: moved in shortly after because I own my place, so he moved in tiny converted studio like um craziness. Uh, we moved in together. It was not all rainbows and butterflies at all there were very few rainbows and butterflies (laughs) it was really difficult um it you know I felt like I emptied my whole closet made room for him and he just like didn't care he just you know he'd throw his stuff everywhere he I'd come home every day and he'd just be like sitting on the couch I'd be like get up do something what do you you know Mm -hmm. um I think there was this one example where we decided we were figuring out like household chores and we decided that um, I was going to do the laundry and he was going to do the folding. So I went, at the time I didn't have laundry in my unit. So I went downstairs, did the laundry, came back up. I think that I went out with friends or something. I was like, okay, fold the laundry. I'll see you later. And I come back and all of his clothes are folded and put away. And it's just my clothes left in the hamper. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, you literally picked through that entire pile, like, for just your clothes to fold yours, but not mine. I'm like, that's not how this works. I didn't just do my laundry. And um, I think it was then that I started to like, remember some other little red flags, that I pushed aside from the beginning of our relationship. Um, And, you know, there were things that and I, I don't even like I can't even think of specific examples, but just things that I remember in the beginning, like asking myself, like, oh, is that a red flag? Or is that is am, am I just like, you know, is that am I just being too picky or mm-hmm. I'm like, but he's a really nice guy. This isn't that big of a deal. Um, and really questioning whether they were red flags or not. And just I ended up just pushing them aside, thinking, nope, he's a good guy. He treats me well. He really likes me.
0: Yeah. Do you think on. those red flags were the same things that later on continued to pop up or were they different things? Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. And I think,
1: I mean, now I'm far removed from it, but had I, if I started dating somebody now and those things came up, like we wouldn't be dating.
0: Yeah. Once Um, a red flag, always a red flag.
1: Yeah. But I think it was hard for me to realize, you know, even if I told my friends, they were like, Oh, that's fine. You know, he's, he's a nice guy. He didn't mean it, this or that, you know, I think we all have to realize that, um, my red flags might not be the same as yours. And Mm -hmm. it's okay if it's a red flag and, you know, you think it might not be like, if it is, it is trust your gut. Um, and that your red flags are your own red flags. So own that and, you know, know what your red flags are and not just like common red flags, I guess.
0: Without a doubt. I also think something that's really important is to figure out what your red flags are. Like you said, like, your red flags and my red flags might be different. And we do try and ignore them because we're so excited about the possibility of this person turning out to be a person that we can spend our lives with, especially for those who are like continuously dating, like really want to find someone and then, okay, here's someone who like seems great, like they're these little things, but they seem great. They're nice. So like, we're gonna let it slide. No there are a lot of nice people out there, but like you can't, that can't be (laughs) the the thing. That does not mean that you can build a life together. And so I think really reflecting on your past, like dating experiences and relationship history and things that have worked and haven't worked for you and really like, honestly, this is like a good exercise. If anyone journals, I guess, like I don't journal, but like, or even talking to your friends about it, like really take the time to figure out what your red flags are. Because if you don't take the time to consider what doesn't work for you, then it's so easy to say like, oh, this is kind of like maybe a red flag, but I, I'll let it slide. And that's when you get yourself into these situations where later on, whether it's three, six, 12 months or a year or two later, like those things are going to keep coming up.
1: later, you know? Yeah.
0: they're not going away and you can't ignore them
1: and we have to trust ourselves more. You know, it's, I think a lot of it is that we don't want to disappoint ourselves once we realize like, okay, I like this person. I, he became my boyfriend at age, whatever. I was maybe 27. Then like, I don't just get boyfriends at 27. This has to last. Like I can't just end it two months later. Yeah. Um, And I think that, I think that we have to, you know, we have to realize those things and we have to not let ourselves be, disappointed or we can't look at it like we're letting ourselves down you have to look at it like you're actually opening another door for yourself you're actually Mm -hmm. being strong and you're finding something that you're not okay with and you're saying bye and that's okay because yeah that only leaves more room for the people who are right for you
0: yeah absolutely okay so you had that turning point where you were where your friend brought up getting into like the plus one thing and you were like okay this is something serious and then you moved in together and well you got engaged you moved in together and you're like this is what we're doing and then these things started to pop up these red flags these eye-opening things like the laundry which isn't just about the laundry it's about so much more it's about like a partnership and and supporting each other and and being a team so what from there was the next thing. I I mean, I assume you continued moving forward with the wedding planning.
1: 100%. Like. We did. Yeah, we picked a date, we picked venues. Um, yeah, we just continued. We just kept planning it. And on the side, when we were home, like we were having issues, we were arguing about things we were passing eye to eye when it came to certain things with the wedding. I mean, if you don't have a very st- strong relationship, or which I realize, I guess we didn't, wedding planning is not going to help you. <laughs> it's like it is very stressful and look at now I'm like I've done it all. I'm eloping, like I don't care, but I, you know, I planned it all. Mhm. I don't need to do it again. But um I think like we lo- we lost sight of because the love wasn't really there or not that we fell out of love, but because it wasn't that like we just weren't head over heels I like guess anymore or we weren't like getting along as well it kind of got lost in it and it was more about planning an event rather than planning like the beginning of our future yeah. so every time we went to do any kind of planning I I pretty much like broke down my mom would always ask me like you know are, what's going on like why why are you so upset like you know and I'm like I'm just emotional I'm overwhelmed this is a lot and um, I think around that time it was like him and I would get into a little argument about something and I instead of me saying, Oh, we're just we're just in an argument. We'll get through it. This is life. I would always say, "Oh my goodness, can I marry him? Like, am I? Do I really want to marry him?" And that would be like over little things or big things. It didn't matter. And I started to like think like, if I'm having this question in my head so often, mm-hmm. like, is that normal? Is that like, does everyone feel this?
0: Right. Um, Was there anyone you were able to talk to about it?
1: You know. I really didn't. I think I may have mentioned like once or twice to a friend, just like, is this normal? And they would say, oh my gosh, so normal. Wedding planning, so stressful, this, you know. Um, But never to the point that I was thinking about it. Never like to the extent that I actually was thinking like, I might not be able to go through with this.
0: Yeah, um, well, I'm sure that was really hard and scary because you're planning this wedding. Everyone expects that everything is good, that you're happy, and they'll be like, "Yeah, wedding planning is stressful, but like you're getting married." And I think it's something where it's it's hard to admit to people that you're not doing okay.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was so yeah, and it was almost like, in a way, I felt like I was. I had, I'm getting to the point where like everyone kind of wanted me to, you know, everyone, all my friends, like I was the last one. They want me to get married. They want Mm -hmm. me to be happy. Um, But for me at that time, I saw me being happy and me getting married as the same thing. But, you know, I later came to learn that they don't have to be the same thing. Yeah. Um,
0: So from there, once you were having these like really big doubts while still going through the motions of planning the wedding and, and all of that, what maybe pushed you more towards the, I can't do this. I need to do something about it side of the spectrum versus like, just keep ignoring these things.
1: Yeah. So I think there were, um, a lot of, I mean, different things, but we had, I think my shower from my family in Michigan, where I'm from, um, my ex and I, I'm, i live in Chicago now, but in Michigan, that shower was in February And while it was amazing and it was great, and I am so like thankful and, um, you know, for everyone who showed so much love and the hostesses and all that, it was really stressful with his side of the family and him, his mom and his sister getting in town and things like that. That definitely like, it just really reminded me how different we grew up, how different things are. Um, You know, my mom expected us to have like a full weekend with their family because they were going to be in Michigan and we were, that's, you know, where we live. We want to do this Mm -hmm. and that. And his mom was like, well, I don't even know if we can do dinner or this or that. And just little things like, whereas I, you know, I expected it to be a full fun weekend. Um, And that put a lot of stress on me too, because my mom, it made my mom feel sad and it made me wonder like, okay, like, is this how it's always going to be? Are they not going to always want to do things with my side of the family? And um, so that was definitely, I think, got me thinking about it more. And, you know, I can tell, I can tell all these different little things, but in the end, it was really more of a gut feeling, but I'll keep going. (laughs) Um, Then I had my bachelorette party. um, And it was amazing. My best, my friends are incredible. They did so much for me. I mean, it was literally the perfect weekend. It was, um, we went to Austin, they We had matching pajamas, which is so me. We just, like, it was perfect. And I left that weekend just feeling so full of love and so, like, reminded that of my great friendships. Um, I think that actually was a big push to kind of get me to make a decision, realizing that my friends love me, whether I have my ex-fiance in my life or not, or whether I am married or not. Um, And I think that was really hard for me to see at the time because... That they were all married and they, it was kind of just like, they wanted me to follow suit, follow in the pattern and get what they had. Um, but not realizing that they just want me to be happy, that they love me for me.
0: And Do you, do you think that was a, almost a pressure you were putting on yourself? Like, oh, like they all did this. So now I have to, this is what they want for me. So that like, we can all hang out as couples and I don't 100%. have to be like that. percent
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I think I do. I, I don't think any of them ever felt that way or ever, to this day, feel that way. Yeah, um, I actually know that they don't. I think it's something that I put on myself. and it's something that society kind of puts on ourselves. Like, oh, you're the only single one in the group, you better find someone yep. if you want to keep hanging out with them, or if you want to, you know, continue to be Absolutely. close with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, it was definitely more me than them. But it was going and having that amazing weekend was such a good reminder to me that they love me. And not that they ever doubted it, but that they love me and that they are happy for me, if I'm happy, regardless of what, you know, other people are, um, things in my life I'm going through.
0: Yeah. So realizing that and, and having that reminder and knowing that they were there for you, that helped you decide like, okay, like I'm going to be okay if I don't go through with this.
1: Yeah. It kind of puts it, to be honest, I think it more, it put in my head more of like, I think up until that bachelor party, it was just kind of like a thought and a feeling like, in a, is it okay if I'm going to be unhappy when mm-hmm. I get married? But I think after that weekend, it was more like, okay, if I decide not to do this, which I think was the first time in my head, I actually was like, wait, I know that's an option. You know, I, would always ask myself, can I marry him? Will I like, should I be marrying him? But I never, I don't think I ever really accepted that. Like, it's an option. I don't have to marry this guy. Um, And I think just like feeling their love and their support and just knowing that I have such a strong group of support and strong friends and family that really, um, I think that put the idea in my head, like, if you want to, if you want to not go through with it, like that can be an option. So I put that in the back of my head too.
0: I love how it was the bachelorette weekend that did that because it's almost like it had the everyone thinks like the bachelorette weekend is like to celebrate that you're getting married, like to celebrate your friend who is like, this is their last time being not married, whatever. But it really is just to like, celebrate love for like you and your friends and, and to realize like how much you've all been through to get to this point and stuff. And so I love how like it almost had like seemingly opposite effect of the purpose of the bachelorette weekend, which instead of like, just focusing on the fact that this wedding was happening, you actually focused on the fact that you have all this love in your life. And this wedding doesn't have to happen because you have all this other love in your life. So I think that's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't even know if I've told all my friends that, but I, it definitely, when I look back at like what gave me the big push, I think that that was some, that was definitely one of the big things. Yeah. yeah. And it, it reminds me too, that like you just, every once in a while, you really just need a weekend with your girlfriends because it makes life seem, it just puts things into perspective and it makes it seem like, you know, you don't have to do, you, you know, you'll, I don't know what I'm saying, but...
0: No, I know what you mean, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so walk me through calling off the wedding and the marriage and what went, what went down, what was going through your mind, who did you tell, who did you not tell, how did you actually do it? Let's hear it. All
1: right, so um, again, you know, I got back from the bachelor party. I had my shower in Chicago here from his side of the family. He's from this area, from Um, a neighborhood in Chicago and I just remember being super stressed that weekend too because I there were all these people giving hosted like these hostesses from his mom's side and I had never met a single person like I just met his mom and his sister and his soon-to-be sister-in-law like I really didn't know anyone hosting it and I felt And I'd been begging his mom, can I please meet some of them? Like they're putting, they're hosting this for us. I would like to meet them. And she was very against that. So I I just, it was like I was walking into a party and I barely knew anyone. So that was, um, that was really stressful for me. And I think my ex and I got in a lot of arguments about that because I was, you know, I was like trying to push him to get your mom to like introduce me to people. I want to feel comfortable. I want to, you know. Um, of course, yeah. And I'm a pretty like outgoing person. I can make friends with anyone. So I wasn't worried. I just, it just would have been nice to have known people not be meeting them the first time there. It just added a whole nother layer of like, I nervousness. I mean, I didn't know what my mom was asking what to expect. My aunt was like, Oh, what are they like? I'm like, hmm, couldn't tell you. Like, yeah. Um, I think I was kind of embarrassed by that too, that I couldn't tell them. So we, you know, that was an argument between him and I, and I think just like over the next couple of weeks after that, there were just a lot more little arguments regarding how we see things very differently. How, um, you know, what I see is important, and how I, you know, he had an issue with my mother, or there was something going on. I would call, like, I would talk to my mom about it, whereas he was like, "No, you talk to her. Like, you can talk to my mom. I'm not bringing that up." Um, he put her on such a pedestal, and there was, I mean, there was this one night and I, I don't want people to think that this is why I ended it by any means. Um, Cause in the end, it really was just like a gut feeling, but there was this night that we went to dinner with his parents and his mom didn't like, for whatever reason, she had bought her dress for the wedding, but she did not want to show it to me. Like would not, I don't know why. I'm like, just show me the dress, please. She was like, no, no, no. I want you to be surprised. I want to just, I want to reveal it to you on your wedding day. And I'm thinking in my head, like, that that is the last thing I want is to be revealed of your dress. Like there's no such thing as the
0: mother in law dress reveal on the wedding day.
1: Like that is still going to be the least of my concerns on that day. Yep. So, and like it just kind of became a thing. Did I really care what it looked like? Not I, not really, but like, it just, the fact that she wouldn't show me and she was so like stubborn about it. I was like, I'm going to fight back for this. Like, I don't want to be stressed out. And yeah. so, you know, and I told my ex fiance like, please like tell her to show it to me. Go and sneak in the house, take a picture for me, do something. And he was like, no, no, you talked to her about it. So at this dinner, you know, we we're drinking some wine and I said, I, I just was like very blunt with her. And I just was like, I need to see your dress before the wedding. And she's going, we're going back and forth. She's like, no, no. And we're, you know, we're laughing about it. But I'm like saying, like, why is it so important to you? Like, you know, and she even says, I just want to, I want to reveal it to you. And I like even said to her at that point, I was like, I'm going to be so busy with my hair and my makeup and my friends and um, the fact that I'm getting married that day that I'm not going to care to see it. I was like, show me before and I'll give you like, the reaction you want
0: yeah they can be a big reveal tonight not any
1: day except for the wedding day i'm like the day before i don't care i just you know i'll give you a big reaction then but if you show it to me the day of like i'm not going to give you any time i'm not going to give it any attention like and so we finally agreed she was going to show me the dress we hadn't decided when or where but i was like oh my gosh i i made way with his mother wow so you know, we finished up dinner. It was an, I thought it was an amazing dinner. I'm like skipping back to the car. I'm so excited. I get to see her dress and this and that. And my ex fiance, we get in the car and he turns to me and he says, I cannot believe you spoke to my mother like that. And I was like, wait, what? What?" And it just, I don't know if some, if maybe he was upset that he had to talk to his dad the whole time. And I was talking, I don't know what it was, but I realized that I just like was skipping out of there that we had such a great dinner and that I like finally got through to her and maybe she was understanding why I need to see the dress.
0: Yeah. And he had the complete opposite thought in mind.
1: And he thought I was being disrespectful. He thought I was, I don't know what he even thought, but it turned into, it just, you know, things escalate. It turned into a bigger thing. We started arguing about a ton of things and it really just, it blew up, um, and for whatever reason, I think that night, I, that night I texted my mom and I said, cause I knew she was going to mail the invitations the next day. So like I said, I'm from Michigan. I live in Chicago. So I said to my mom, I texted her and said, whatever you do, do not mail the invitations. I'm either coming home tomorrow or I need you to meet me somewhere. And she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? Is everything okay? I said, I'll text you in the morning. I'm fine. Everything's okay. Just like, please do what I just said, you know, don't mail the invitations. And so the next morning I I convinced my ex-fiance to like go out for the day, go to his parents, do something. And I called my mom and I was like, let's meet halfway. So halfway, so from Chicago to Michigan is about where I live in Michigan, the suburb of Detroit is about four hours. So we decided to meet in Kalamazoo, which is about two hours for both of us. And we. Yes, we decided to meet and I'm sure she was freaking out. I'm sure, you know, I think in her mind she was like, Maybe she doesn't wanna get um maybe she doesn't want to marry him, or maybe she wants to I don't maybe she has she has questions or she's um having doubts. And so we dro- I drove and I met her. And in my car ride, I was complete like I had the radio off, I didn't talk to anyone. I just really was thinking in my head and for whatever reason, for the first time in over a year since I'd been engaged, I left my engagement ring in the ring holder next to my bed. Just, wow. For whatever reason, um, it just wasn't important to me. I think I literally grabbed a toothbrush and pajamas and like left in like yeah. a random grocery bag or something. Damn. Um, and so we get there and I my mom gives me a huge hug and... Then we go to check into a hotel. After she had said she just wanted to meet for lunch, but I was like, "No, Mom, I, I think we need to stay at a hotel for the night." She's like, "Oh, okay." And um, I so we check in and we get to the we get to the room, and I just sat down on the bed and I said, "I can't marry him," and that was that's what, was the first time I said it out loud, and I made my decision.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so interesting when it happened, like, like you said, like you left this dinner thinking that was amazing. And he left thinking that was a disaster. And it wasn't about the dinner. And it wasn't about the dress. It was about everything. It was about your relationship. It was about the future life that you were going to have together. And it was just so much stuff building on top of each other and leading to this, like, instance, This like one moment where like you two seeing so differently about it was so telling to you and you just knew in that moment you're like, no,
1: nope, Yeah, completely. And thank you for mentioning that. Cause it wasn't about a dress or a dinner or, you know, little things like that. It wasn't about how stressful his mom made the batch or the um, shower weekend, or it wasn't about any of that. It wasn't even about how great I felt at the bachelorette party. It was, it, it was these little things that added up and they, that night, for whatever reason, they showed me, like, clearly that this just isn't the life I want. This isn't going to be what this isn't going to make me happy.
0: Yeah. So, wow. Okay, so you decided You said you weren't going to do it. What was your mom's reaction when you told her and then similarly, like when you I, obviously you had to tell him, like, how did that go? Yeah. And um, what, what happened from that point?
1: So my phone had been off. Um, once I I think once I got to Kalamazoo to meet my mom, I turned my phone off just because I, I didn't need to talk to anyone, you know, at that point. Um, and I think he also had been calling me, I might have even turned it off in the car. I'm not sure. Um, but it definitely was off. And when I told my mom, you know, she gave me a huge hug. She did. She asked me, she said, are you sure this isn't cold feet? Are you sure this isn't about one fight? Um, and I, you know, I assured her that I, I said yeah. it's not. This isn't cold feet. This isn't about one fight. This is how I'm
0: I feeling. Mean, like, I think it's good that she asked those questions too. Obviously, she had to. Like, she's your mom. She wants to make sure you're like making the right decision. But I think it's good that she asked those so that you could out loud, definitively for yourself, say like, this is not about cold feet. This is not about wedding planning. This is about him and I not not being each other's people.
1: Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad she asked those two. And then she but then she did. She took my word for it. You know, she didn't I was so lucky that she was so supportive. She didn't try and like convince me that it might be cold feet or convince me that it might be something else. She asked and I answered and she obviously heard in the tone of my voice or in how I was saying it that I had made a decision and I'm sticking to it. And it's the decision. Um, And she, you know, she asked me questions, of course, because we're very close. Her and I, she saw my emotions going up and down at every appointment for any planning or any, you know, any wedding appointment or anything having to do with wedding. She saw those emotions going up and down. But she had never heard me say that I was having any doubts. So she had questions. And, of course, I answered them. And it was I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulder at that point because I was finally letting everything out that I had been feeling inside. And I wasn't letting it out to ask if it's to try to ask if it's justified for me to feel that way. I was truly letting it out because I knew that I had come to the right conclusion. Um, and yeah, so we talked, we went to lunch. I don't think I could eat anything, but. We, um, we went out to lunch, we came back to the hotel and we just really, it was nice. It was, I felt like I'd been telling her almost like a year and a half, two and a half years worth of pain or, um, like, you know, sadness or, you know, doubts that I was feeling.
0: Yeah. And Which you hadn't opened up to anyone about, so. Right.
1: I really it was had probably
0: it. really like cathartic to do that. S-
1: it so was my mom and I could not, it's very funny, but for whatever reason that night, we could not figure out that word. Lethargic, we kept saying lethargic. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, we Probably finally different. figured it But just, I just remember that because we were.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so we kind of, we talked a lot. I think eventually I did. I turned my phone back on. Um, I, I honestly can't remember what came first, whether it was me telling him or me starting to call and tell my friends and family. Um, I remember my mom had me call my dad like right away, not right away, but once I think we were at lunch and I had, I called him to tell him. Um, and he was like, my parents are divorced. They get along really well though. He he was just like, all right, I'm I'm driving to Kalamazoo. Also, I'll see you in a bit. I'm buying you a drink and I'm going to bring you your favorite food and give you a hug.
0: Do you think actually, cause I didn't know this until now, your parents being divorced, do you think that had an impact on your decision to like, like not go through with something that could potentially not work and end in divorce?
1: Yeah, I do. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. I think that, and I've always said this, like, you know, I've seen my parents, I've seen their relationship and they're amazing. They get a they get along so well and you wouldn't know that they're not married, but it, I did see them, you know, in heartbreak and whatnot. So for me, I've always said, I'm going to get married. I'm going to do it once and I'm going to do it right. And I do, I think that that definitely played a part because I realized if I do this, if I go through this, it's not going to be, well, it's not right. So it's not going to be once and it's not, you know, and that's not what I've kind of structured my whole like, life around and, um, you know, around finding my happiness was going to be that, like, I'm, I'm not going to really, it's just that I'm not going to settle until it's right until I know it's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I do think that that, I think it played a part in a good way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So what was the conversation like with him when you told him it wasn't happening?
1: Um, I was, I, I know that I was just hysterical. Um, I think telling him and telling my brother were two of the hardest calls that I made. Again, for very similar reasons, like, you know, with my friends thinking that they just almost like, like my dad in a way. It was like, okay, once my daughter marries a nice guy, like, check, like, I've done my part. And I felt like I was letting him down. Um, So that, that was like, that was really hard. I just... I don't even know if I could get it. I I'm sort of like blocked out the day. I remember bits and pieces, but I'm sure Um, I, yeah. So that was really, it was hard to tell him, but just the fact that he wanted to come meet, see me, give me a hug. Like my parents were beyond supportive from the beginning, you know, from the moment I said I was ending it. Um, And then also my brother was a difficult one to call. He, my brother's a rabbi, so he was gonna perform the wedding, and I know he was so excited, and my sister in law was so excited. She like so I felt like oh no, like I I did I felt like I was letting some people down, but it this wasn't about anybody else. It was about me, and I had to do it. So eventually, some point that day, that night, I think I turned my phone back on, and my ex fiance was calling. And don't remember fully the conversation. I just remember we were both crying. And at one point he said, he just was saying, we can do this. We'll get through it. This is going to be great. We're going to live a happy life, this, that. like, And I just, I was saying, no, no, no. And I was crying and he kept going. And I finally just said, like, it's not going to happen because I'm not marrying you. And I know it sounds really blunt and like very, like, like there was no, Emotion with it, but there was, you know, I, I wasn't. It sounds very bitchy, I guess you could say. Like, I'm, well, I'm not. It's not gonna. No, happen. you I'm have to marry you.
0: You have to be upfront, and this is something I learned. I think I initially learned it from watching grace Anatomy. Like, if Love. when when doctors have to tell a family member that the the person did, like didn't make it, like they can't say like it was too late or like we tried our best. Like they have to say like this person is dead. And I experienced that for the first time actually um, very recently when my dog passed away, I, I wasn't there when she went missing and I came home as soon as I could. And I got home. I was under the impression that she was still missing and that we were like going to spend like the, however long it took, like finding her. And I get home and my mom goes like, like, she's gone, she's gone. And I'm like, no, like we'll find her. And she's like, no, she's gone. I'm like, don't say that. Like, we're going to find her. We're going to do everything. And like my, like they had found her an hour before, and by her saying she's gone, she didn't mean she was missing, and so I kept pushing back, and she was like, "No, zoe's dead and and she had to say that to me, yeah. and of course, that's like the hardest thing and the last thing in the world I ever wanted to hear, but I needed to hear it, you know, yeah, and yeah. obviously completely different scenario by like every means, but um, I think it's it is important that you said straight up like, "I'm not marrying you, you have to." Right. I mean,
1: you thought by saying, you know, by your mom saying that, you know, she's gone, she's gone. There's still like that little glimmer of hope. Yeah. like yes, she's she's
0: gone. She's missing. Okay. We're going to find
1: her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't think that way yet. But yeah. So if I had said anything else, I think that he would have still tried to. Yeah.
0: If you had said, this isn't working, it's not going to work. Like I can't do it. He'll be like, no, like you, you can do it. We'll do this together. We'll make it work. Like, no, it was over. And so that's why it just kind of came out that way. It just was like, I'm
1: not marrying you. Yeah. And, you know, there were times throughout the day when I was talking to my mom that I even said, mom, do you think that I can still be with him and just not marry him? And she said, you know, she was like, you can. But is that just putting off the inevitable? And I immediately it was like, yeah, it is. So there was no point in that. Um And, yeah, so that was the end
0: of that. that. Was- That was the end, which also means a new beginning. So moving forward after this, what was your life like? What was it like going back, I guess, into the real world and and having like the world around you be the same, but your entire life be completely different?
1: It was, it was very, it was really hard. Um, Part of me felt so much relief and so much strength that I did this. And then part of me just felt utter sadness and loneliness, um, you know, I worried, am I going to be alone the rest of my life? Was this my one chance to have my fairy tale, my happy happily ever after? And I had some amazing, amazing friends who, and my family who literally called in, checked on me multiple times a day. My cousin, I believe, had set an alarm for like morning and night to call me both times to make sure that, just to check in. Yeah. Um, and one of my really good friends who lives in LA now, she also was like, round the clock, nonstop, no matter what. I mean, I, I would send her the most ridiculous text messages or call her just crying. And she would just sit there listening. Um, I, so this happened on, I think it was a Memorial day weekend. So that I didn't have, I'm a teacher, so I didn't have school on Monday. I teach kindergarten. Um, but I remember going back into school or work on Tuesday and I walk in my classroom before school, and I look around, and the classroom looks exactly the same as it did Friday when I left. But everything in my life was different, and I broke down, and I and I ended up leaving school that day. Um, and I'm glad I did. I listened to myself. I I don't. I wasn't ready to go back. Um, I needed that day to go home and just cry. But it was really that was really hard for me to realize, like. You know, these kids are going to come in and everything's the same to them. They mm-hmm. love me. They're whatever. Everything's the same, except in my eyes and what I'm thinking about, everything is different. Like yeah, what I saw my whole future being is no longer there. And I could see a future past the horizon or whatever before on Friday when I left school. And now coming back, it's like it kind of just stopped. Like I didn't know.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's with any type of situation, whether it's a breakup or calling off a wedding or getting divorced, it's like you had this whole map painted out of your future of what your life was going to look like. And it's not only like, not only were you grieving the relationship and the marriage and the life and the marriage that you thought you were going to have, but you had to grieve your entire future that you planned out and realize that everything you thought was going to happen. And with this person was not going to happen yeah And and so how did you get through like that part and and for anyone who maybe has a friend going through this or or is going through this themselves like what what things were helpful to hear what things were helpful to do like how did you really get through this
1: so I think that I mean I I'm not a journaler but I did journal around that time and I think that that really definitely helped me um it was just a place where I could write out my thoughts um I went for walks along the lakefront in Chicago every morning. I had this happy pump up music and I just, I did it. I went for walks and I just would think. And and sometimes I'd go and just throw rocks in and I'd cry and I, but I let myself feel um, everything. I really did. I took, I allowed my friends and my family to be there for me. Um, I wasn't worried about telling people or, You know, I was, you know, there were certain people were like, well, do you mind if I tell so-and-so? And And I'm like, I don't tell them, I don't care. It's, they're going to find out eventually. Um, I, some people might think that this, it was difficult. And at first I was very nervous, but I think it ended up being something that really helped me was that my first cousin, um, also my best friend, got married the weekend after I called it off. So I called it off on, I mean, literally one week later
0: and Um, you had to go to a wedding
1: and I had to go to a wedding and I had to be the maid of honor
0: oh my god and
1: I you know I had a connecting room with her and her fiance and I um was gonna see every single person in my family yeah and I think I kind of adrenaline or whatever it was kind of just like kicked in and I um it was hard I think it was but it was good it was it I didn't have to worry like months later, like, Oh my gosh, this is the first wedding I'm going to since I called my knock. It was like, I was at one and I was at a wedding of two people that I couldn't have been happier for. And that I truly love with like all my being, Um, you know, and my cousin was amazing. Everyone was just amazing there. It was, my cousin had my place card changed and everything. So it didn't have his name, they forgot to do that for the rehearsal dinner, but my brother and sister in law went and grabbed it before. So I'm like, where's mine? Where's mine? And my brother's just like, oh, you're at our table. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, I think I in
0: a weird way, it also probably was helpful to like see them and their love and uh, that be a reminder to you of like, you didn't have that. And that's what you wanted and that's what you still want. And so it's almost like, this is why you did it so that you could have this experience with the person that you do love and that you are going to have a beautiful future with.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it was, and, and I think that's why I also could could be so happy for them and not, you know, sulk in my own way. Or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my mom was really worried about me at the wedding at one point. It was like after the ceremony, and I think this is a kind of funny story we'll see. Um, so it was after the ceremony and everyone went to the cocktail hour, but I had to go and help my cousin bustle her dress so I'm in this like room I don't know little room whatever helping her bustle and it was taking a little longer whatever so as I'm coming out of there once it's done I'm every single person I see whether cousins family friends like you know I knew a ton of people at this wedding obviously um everyone's saying, your mom's looking for you your mom's looking for you your mom's looking for you and I'm like what is going on and then I see my mom coming down like the escalator she sees me and she's like where that like F have you been? And I was like, <laughs> I was helping my cousin bustle her dress and she was like, I got a key up to your room. I went oh and checked here. God. She was like, I had no idea. You know, she was just so worried about me. And I was like, I'm Mom, fine. I'm good. And yeah. you know, she she even said to me the next day, she's like, I'm just so proud of you that you were good and that you yeah. were able to just like enjoy the weekend and enjoy this like event, even yeah. though you had so much like pain and you know, hurt inside.
0: I mean, I think overall, like the strength that it takes to do what you did is something that like, it's just so admirable and something that I don't think people first like think about when you hear that, like, oh, this person called off their wedding or like broke up with someone they've been with for so long or are getting divorced. It's like, of course, nobody wants those things to happen. And it'd be easier, like you think it'd be easier to just like push through and and, and see where it goes. But you did what you needed to do for you, and for your happiness and for your future. And as hard as that was to let go of everything to like realize that you spent like this many years, like planning a future with this person, and it's not going to happen. Like, that's so hard. And it takes so much strength in Thank like you. in order to actually do that
1: that means so much to me it really does and i i truly think that when people reacted that way and were able to see the strength that it took that's kind of what that is what got helped to get me through it because you know there are always going to be those people who are like why why would you do that you know like right and i say this all the time too it would have been easier at that point to go through with it i was less than 2 months away everything I've been planned. I had this perfect dream wedding planned, but it, it, I wouldn't have been happy. And, you know, your happiness outweighs everything. And yeah. yeah, it was a long time of not being so happy afterwards. But one thing I've, I've never regretted it. Yeah. I've never thought, you know, sure. I have thought, what if I didn't do this? But every time it results in the same thing. It's like, if I didn't do this, I would either be divorced now, I would be extremely unhappy. um, And it's never what I deserve or what anyone deserves. So I don't regret it.
0: Definitely. What has it been like now in your dating life uh, when you tell somebody like, yeah, I was engaged before or like I called off an engagement. Um, Is that like weird to tell someone? Is it hard? How have they been? How have they reacted? Like, what's that experience like? So
1: that was something I was really worried about. You know, I, I was really worried that I, I would be looked at like I was tainted or something, you know, like I had, oh, she already like, she's been engaged. She called it off. Like, why, why couldn't she carry through? Um, right. And to be honest, I didn't really start dating for at least a year after. Um, And, you know, I had been on the apps a little bit in between, but it just, I never, for whatever reason, I didn't feel ready to, mm-hmm. like, actually go on dates. Um, and once I started to, you know, I think that it just kind of shows what what type of person you are. If you're able to say, like, wow, that's really, really, like, big of you. You have, like, what strength and courage that must have taken that must have been very hard. Mm-hmm. Versus someone who, you know, says, oh, why? What did they do wrong? What was the, you know? sort of just not understanding that while it's a big part of my life, it's more about the decision that I made than what, you know, than the fact that I was engaged. Um,
0: Is it okay if people ask questions? Like for me, I feel like I would want to know why, right? So that I wouldn't jump to the assumption of like, Oh, well, like she has commitment issues or something, but like, how, how can people kind of ask questions without, being like rude or yeah. like, aggressive about it, but just so they are like can understand it more.
1: I mean, I think that just having, you know, that sense of like sympathy or em- empathy, really just saying, you know, that must've been really hard. What made you, you know, make yeah. this decision or, um, yeah, I think I think asking is okay. I think asking, but having that sense of like, you know, remembering that this was something really hard for me and that I did go through a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I would want to know too. I would, I would be skeptical if I, it's the same thing. If I'm, I've met people now, you know, who have been divorced or whatever, and there are definitely things I want to know. Um, but I think we also just have to trust that if I wasn't ready to be dating, then I wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I definitely think people can ask. I'm very open about it. If they ask, I I don't feel like it's something I have to hide. I feel like, I mean, I know that I would not be even close to the person I am today if I had not experienced that. It was something I really needed to go through. As crazy as that sounds, I I needed to, to realize that getting married doesn't have to be the next thing on my list. Um, You know, I've been able to do some amazing things that I don't think I would have ever done had
0: I gone through with this. Definitely. And I guess the last thing I'm curious about is, after everything you went through, everything you learned, everything you struggled with through all this, what advice would you give to anyone who is maybe having doubts about their relationship, whether they're in the early stages, they just started dating someone or they're getting engaged or just moved in together or are already married, like, and they just aren't sure, like these things keep coming up, but they keep, again, like justifying the red flags. Um, cause, cause as, as we talked about, like it's a really lonely and isolating experience. And I think some, the most people just kind of push them aside. Um, but obviously you did until you didn't. So what, what, what advice, or, like what would you tell somebody who's struggling with that right now and is really conflicted?
1: You know, I would tell someone that to trust yourself, that you know yourself better than anybody else. Um, and if you're, you know, to really listen, if you're having these doubts in your mind to listen to them and to give them, give those thoughts, like the attention they deserve. Um, don't just push them away. It's okay. You know, you can push them to the side for a little bit and, you know, definitely give them attention and think about why you're feeling that way. And what, what could be different? Like if you could change something, how would you feel, um, Obviously, any breakup or anything is so hard to go through, but just realize that it only makes you stronger. And for me, I don't think I would have, I don't think I'd ever be, have, I would never be able to be in a successful relationship had I not gone through all of that. Um, yeah. I, I learned so much about myself and just that, like, you know, life is too short to just settle and we all deserve everything that we want and you know I'm still waiting but I'll find it and you will too I guess
0: yeah we all will and and I think that that was beautifully stated and again like I said a few times throughout the episode just so much admiration and respect for you for making that tough decision and doing what you knew you had to do in order to be happy and for also instead of looking back at it as a failure like looking back at it as a learning experience and a part of your life that you had to go through to become the person you are today because I think it's easy to look back at relationships that didn't work out and be like oh it was a failure oh I have all these like failed relationships or or like exes that didn't, didn't work out with it's like we're all gonna have those things but it's about finding like meaning in it and turning it into a learning experience so that you can know what not to do and what to do in the future. So, yeah.
1: And that's something I try to do now, you know, when I date someone or something else, I always try, even I try and do it while I'm like still in it. So if I'm dating someone when I'm almost at, when I'm at my happiest, I try and say, okay, what am I, what have I learned from this so far? so that I can go back when it's ended and when I'm sad and say, okay, but I learned this and I learned that early. So, yeah. you know, there's always going to be a takeaway. And it's really hard to get to that point, but believe me, if I can, anyone can.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you so much
1: for having me.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to her experience and her story. And if there's somebody in your life who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, um, definitely send it to them and share it on your stories, leave a five-star rating and review all that good stuff so that we can get this out there to more people and more people can learn and, and grow and be in this together with us. So thank you again. And this has been Seeing Other People Unfiltered.